0: welcome to the next Tron Church Talking Points podcast. I'm here in a beautifully decorated green room with Josh Johnson and uh, Paul Brennan ready for a short conversation about the preaching on Sunday. Uh, I imagine some of you are washing dishes or um, commuting home from work or something like that on a on a Wednesday evening. They are sitting be... on the beach. Might, they might be sitting it, on a beach.
1: You're doing well, you're on the beach somewhere.
0: Yeah, that's right. Well, if you're sitting on a beach, this is particularly for you. Um, but yeah, we, we're just going to have a bit of a conversation about what we heard in Ezekiel and uh, from Luke. And, gents, I thought it might be helpful to to kick off just uh, thinking a bit more about what our response ought to be um, to such a strong warning passage as we had in Ezekiel in the morning. Hmm. What our... Mm. you know what? A, what a wrong response, what we might be tempted to be, but also what what a right response Hmm. to that should be. Hmm.
1: Well, Mm. a a wrong response will be, oh, you you hear this and you think, this can't possibly apply to me. Mm. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, it, it may not, but... Uh, if the initial response is, this is for somebody else, this can't mm. possibly be about me, then that, that's a sort of presumption, isn't it? That um, I can't possibly be at odds with the sovereign Lord. I've got my life sorted out. Mm-hmm. This can't possibly have anything to do with how I'm living. So I think we must at least ask the question, might this be mm-hmm. relevant to me today? Uh, might this be a blind spot? Um, so just having that assumption that this might be mm-hmm. this might actually be hitting home mm-hmm. uh, rather than sort of a defensive it can't possibly
0: mm-hmm.
1: um because well if you, you hear something uncomfortable you, th- you kind of think oh i don't want to have to deal with that or that's that's pretty hard and if that's true of me then there's trouble but mm-hmm. it can't be true
0: mm-hmm. um, or or am i listening to something which may not be directly irrelevant relevant to me just now but actually i need to know this because this could be me that's right down the line i might
1: yeah it may not be it it may not be particularly pertinent today but five years time Mm -hmm. you may find yourself in a situation where actually things have drifted or Mm -hmm. circumstances are such that Mm -hmm. actually this is Mm -hmm. particularly relevant so um yeah we're we're listening not just for the right now but also the Mm.
2: The potential future.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: And sometimes the trying to escape uh, that this is applying to me can be, um, or we can think it's a sophisticated kind of theological dodging of, well, you know, let's look at the text and I can find reasons why, well, that's not quite what it's saying to me. And we can try and explain it away by, um, you know, wanting to outsmart the preacher or, you mm. um, Finding a way that it, it, it doesn't fit, but we're not where it's not just a plain I don't want to listen to this. But it's a well, but if we if we just look at this in a slightly different angle, then it's not it's not quite about me. Um, so we, we always need to be careful about that. But um, not seeking to to harden to something that is uncomfortable. And mm. I think I think you're right, Paul. The um, the first thought shouldn't be, oh, this isn't really about me. <laughs> uh, and sometimes um, our it's not really about me as um, misunderstood theology, which we've seen throughout Ezekiel. That um, you know, clinging on to, well, we're the chosen people. Of course, mm-hmm. of course, isn't going to happen to me. Um, and, and falsely holding on to, 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 to theological truths that are just misapplied can be. Quite and the, the other thing is,
1: we tend to individualize, don't we? So when we think about application, we think about me and my personal life and. Okay, maybe this doesn't apply to me right now, but actually, most of the Bible is corporately addressed. Mm. So this might be true of my brothers and sisters in this church, and uh, there might be folk in the church for whom these are particular issues, or and that 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 impacts me as well because mm-hmm. you know.
0: Therefore, it's actually true of us, yeah, because we are a part of that. That's right, about us, that gathering.
1: Um, and it's quite hard to hear difficult things said about a corporate church because you know. That's um, everyone's on the hook. Then, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So I, th- I think there's a danger we over individualise. Yeah,
0: and we do have those responsibilities for one another, don't yeah. we? I mean, I'm not suggesting we go very quickly to tell everybody else where where they're yeah. going wrong. That would be the that would be a real error. I think one thing we sometimes do or think when we're reading these kind of warnings in Old Testament prophets is to think. Well, that doesn't apply mm. now. Um, now mm. that the Lord Jesus has come, what would Josh is shaking his head. So, what would you say, Josh?
2: I would say that doesn't take seriously the way that the Lord Jesus speaks these things in the New Testament, because the the same, the same warnings are st- are still present in the New, as as Willie's been so hopefully making clear all the way along. There's one gospel, mm-hmm. and it, it doesn't really change mm. testament to testament. Um, and so the New the New Testament makes so very plain that. Um we shouldn't presume. Um I think it's Phil often says um uh about uh, can I believe or fall away? Well the Bible's answers don't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Um and that that's a warning, isn't it? We saw that when when Willie was preaching through Hebrews as well. That it's full yeah, of
1: warnings.
0: Abundantly plain.
1: Yeah, and you, Willie, just in terms of uh taking hold of the Old Testament scriptures, Willie often Will point to different passages, one of which is Romans 15, verse 3 says, For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, mm. that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, i.e., the Old Testament, mm-hmm. we might have hope. So that applies, I think, also to the warnings as well as the positive encouragements. Yes, it must be. Uh, all of it is relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, it comes with greater intensity. Now that we live this side of the cross, you know, the warnings as well as the hmm. blessings and the hope, they come to us sharper and um same too with the warnings.
0: Yeah, everything um, is how much more.
1: That's right, yeah. Yep. That's right.
0: Yep. And the plain the plain thing and the main thing was was very clear. I've written down in my notes, gospel never changes, God will have his people, but not without our repentance. Hmm. Always on his terms and not ours, yeah and 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 the warnings work on God's people as we take them to heart and and do something about them now the other thing i was I was just thinking about is you, we we could be people who respond well to the warnings who take mm-hmm. them to heart who don't harden our hearts who repent who change as we ought to we we pray god we are also part of a faithful church that together we're going to um, respond to those warnings that our leaders are going to lead as well. Um, but that doesn't mean that we won't end up living as Christians in a crumbling West, hmm. in a crumbling um, UK. Hmm. So w- what will it be like? What do we need to do to live faithfully in the midst of that that could still be going on around about our ears?
1: Yes, it was... It was very striking, wasn't it, that middle section of the sermon, observing the total moral collapse that was going on there at the time, religious, moral, sexual, and uh, you know, Willie was making the point that that is the repeated pattern through history of all empires, eventually they will follow similar lines and they will cease to exist. Um, you know, At the height of their powers, you would never have thought it, mm-hmm. but... I think the height of Western powers faded and is crumbling away. So what how do we remain faithful? What do we do? Well, Willie made the point that the issues, um, you talked about the collusion, the delusion throughout it began in the church, and it filtered out. Um, and in terms of remaining faithful, we got to we begin in the church. so we begin with what is immediately around us. so, you or I cannot reverse the collapse of our neighborhood, let alone our city or our nation or the whole West. So the problem can seem almost, it's just huge. But we've got to begin somewhere, yeah. and we begin with our immediate surroundings. So mm-hmm. it's our f- friends in the church, it's our families, it's uh, it's our church itself. So what can we do? Well, we... we help those for whom we're responsible to keep walking that narrow path um how can we put things in place that are going to strengthen the next generation Um, how do we teach our children what books do we read to them Uh, what are the heroes we set in front of them Mm. um and thinking more ambitiously what institutions do we need to put in place so we have got involved with a new school um that is one step that is one thing that we can do um to help teach and train our children to live in this world with a christian worldview give them a great education but through the eyes of scripture with that framework Mm -hmm. um so that's one step and you know we we keep going a secondary school a university you know these things sound impossible but I think we're going to have to start mm.
0: and the, the, putting the, these things in place. They've been done elsewhere, haven't they? Well,
1: they have been done elsewhere. There's you know you, you have, there's pockets of places where they have um, taken small steps, but you've got to take those small steps mm-hmm. if you want to see these uh, things down the line. So,
0: and I guess that's saying that actually, yeah, the West may be crumbling and it may crumble and. Mm we have no idea what sort of timescale that might be, but there's loads of freedoms and opportunities still at the moment, far more than we're, um, taken really, especially inviting friends to church and neighbours to church.
1: Yeah, there's massive freedoms and there's, there's lots that we are rightly able to say and do. Um, and that's why it is helpful to have different organisations pushing back when, when, uh, the police or government agencies or ministers overstep, and they do all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a, we can sort of tend. There's a tendency to think that you know our, govern, our governing authorities are always on the right side of the line, but they always overstep, mm-hmm. and so it is right to, to push back um, and to ensure that the rule of law is being exercised. Um, so th- there's more freedom than we or maybe led to believe by mm. our media elite. Mm-hmm. They would like us to believe one thing, mm-hmm. but that's not the case. We can say a lot more than maybe we think we can. There's a lot more we can do. Um, you know, setting up a Christian school has not been terribly problematic. Um, yeah. The support there, it's, we're able to do it. So I think we need to do these things and um, and not be and not not do them out of fear that we can't. Yeah. Because we can.
0: Yes.
2: Or also to just make the the mistake that, um, what what difference can I really make just as one person? Um, that's the whole. I think Willie mentioned Solzhenitsyn, didn't he? The, the live not by lies. Mm-hmm. That, that essay is so helpful. Actually, what we can always do is, um, stand and live by truth and not buy into lies and not go along with lies, as you know, we see happening all around us. Um, you know, lots of people in plain sight are just afraid or indifferent to things that are spoken about but uh, it is it is actually important that we we were people of truth and um actually just resisting can be a, a help and a boon to other people who think yeah.
0: oh
2: well, i can do that as well actually mm-hmm. i I agree with them um,
0: yeah great we um we had a, a warning in luke's gospel as well actually um it was really helpful i thought to see Truth proclaimed in Ezekiel and then those portrayals of the same some of the same truths in Luke's gospel that I particularly found it helpful, Josh, just seeing the way that the like the two cogs of what is faith, seeing seeing a picture of faith and seeing a picture of God's sovereign grace just meshing meshing together. Um in those two stories. Is there anything else you want to say about that?
2: Yeah. I do think it's it's very helpful that our Bibles aren't um theological textbooks that just list here the different here's a definition of faith um
0: can i just it, what somebody in ty a number of years ago did one say to me in, in a sort of hair tearing way oh why could god just not just have said it <laughs> but it, this is the reason why
2: <laughs> yes yes I, I mean there's great definitions there, there's um i remember i think it's a, a jim packer book well I, I, I don't think it is a jim packer <laughs> book called um taking god seriously he has this um page of uh a description of uh, faith, or an explanation of faith. Um, he describes it as a New Testament technical term, and he goes on to say it's um it's doctrine and discipleship, it's um you know various different things, lot, lots of definitions. Um, but sometimes if we if we talk about it in, in those sorts of terms, it can just seem a little bit alien alien to life, and actually, it's it's quite hard to beat. Um. An episode, a story, a narrative that mm-hmm. um, paints a picture. That then, at the end, Jesus' conclusion is: "This is faith. What does mm-hmm. it look like? It looks like this man." Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. that's quite powerful. And, and I, I had someone come to me afterwards and just said, it, "You know, I, th- I thought I knew what they mean, but actually, when you see it in the context of lived examples, it just takes on a whole new." Um,
0: God, God gave us stories well, for most a very of the Bible good reason. reason narrative isn't yeah it? I mean, huge hugely yeah
2: yep. and it, it's helpful because it, the fact that it's faith and grace worked out it it's it's the different aspects of um well, what's our part in it well it's recognizing that we're we're not actually worthy we don't deserve it you know we can list our credentials all we want but what counts is as mary sings those of a humble estate mm-hmm. those who recognize our unworthiness but but don't just stay there mm-hmm. actually realize Oh, I need to come to Jesus, and I can yeah. I can trust Him. Gotcha. So that that's that's our part in it, and of course we know theologically and the story alongside it is, um, that God's sovereign grace is at work, and uh, ultimately we know it's it's His kindness that enables us to actually humble ourselves and all the rest. Um, but we can't control that. We can just hear God's word and respond to it. Mm-hmm. But at play as well is when uh, when we get to the point of brokenness and helplessness, and we realize all of that. Um, actually, that's that's the Lord, the Lord God extending very compassionately His hand of mm-hmm. uh, his hand of grace to us. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and dead men get up.
2: Yeah, dead men get up.
0: Fantastic <laughs> little phrase, isn't it?
2: It's a yeah. It's, what what a stretch of the human of the the English language. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> how dead I man put, how shall I put spoke. this? Oh, oh The dead man got up. <laughs>
2: yeah, um, yeah but,
0: but enables what he commands.
2: As as you say, Agnes, it it wonderful stories of salvation and all the rest, but it it does also come with that the little a miraculous, uh, in a sense, example of faith where you wouldn't expect it. That that was the focus, mm-hmm. but then just that little note of, but what about Israel?
0: Yeah, um, this isn't happening in Nain yeah. for uh, by accident. Mm. This is just down the road from from where you failed before, and I, is that. It's that presumption, isn't it? I'm mm. alright, Jack. We're Israel. We're okay. And it's 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 dangerous. It's highly dangerous mm. to have a hard heart and to not be willing to humble your humble yourself. As that centurion did. Mm. Yeah. Um and we ended uh just with that glorious description of life, um, which salvation brings. Um, I was going to tease Josh at this point, but I won't. <laughs> you can ask me how I was going to tease, but I won't do it quite so publicly. Um, tie that in with Genesis, Josh.
2: Yes. I just recall um, when Willie was uh, preaching through the early early chapters of Genesis, just the so helpfully drawing out um, the curse of death in Genesis 3 isn't just that we're going to die. It, it's far more than that. Yeah. Um, it doesn't just mean that a day will come when our heart stops beating and our, our lungs will no longer have breath in them. It, it, it's far, far, far more significant than that. And so um, what I quoted from James Philip is just absolutely right. It's, it, it's only really fully and truly understood from a theological perspective. It's the wages of sin. Um, it's um, the undoing and reversal of everything good and so um that picture of salvation just as, say that
0: again the undoing the undoing and reversal of everything good
2: yes uh, so so that that's the picture Genesis 2 pictures life uh, so that wonderful um uh, working out of um, man in the garden his purpose enjoying everything good enjoying God's uh, provision his protection his uh, purpose uh, relationship with him
0: it's another story isn't it
2: yeah. As <laughs> a
0: portrayal, yeah.
2: Life, life in all of its uh, glorious fullness. Um and then the curse for disobedience for rebellion is um the flipping around of all of that, the reverse of the it, loss the loss of all of that. The, the the loss of it um forever. Um and that that's actually that the the death that's primarily um involved in um, the Bible's portrayal of um, our state. So, when um, Paul talks in Ephesians 2 about we were dead in our uh, trespasses and sins, it doesn't mean that we're physically dead because, of, co- of course, it doesn't. <laughs> it, it's talking about our state. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it means that we're under judgment mm. and that that's um, that was only going to be at w- w- where we possibly could be, but. Uh, Ephesians two verse four, one of the one of the great buttons of the Bible, <laughs> but God intervened graciously, as He did for the, for the women at Nain, and brought life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that 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 is the the sort of glorious um, aspect of of salvation. I think Luke's wanting us to see in in these verses is it it's actually dealing with um, the death that is forever, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and
0: the death of death, and yeah.
2: And so it's. His point is Jesus can do, he doesn't just pray the, the instances of uh, Elijah and Elisha they pray but they also you know lie on top of them and there's all these sort of um slightly weird things when when you read them and you think what is going on here um but with Jesus it's there's none of that it's young man I say arise and he can do that because he's already defeated uh, Satan in the in the wilderness and that's set in motion the ultimate victory he'll achieve at, at, at the cross. And so um he isn't just um, saying uh, to death, well, we're going to put you off for a bit. He's saying, no, no, I've mastered you. Mm. I've bested you. Mm-hmm. And I've dealt with mm-hmm. uh, the cause of it so that um uh, sin is actually defeated and overcome. And so death is nowhere to go.
0: Yeah. Wonderful. We've got so much to enjoy, don't we? So much of that life to enjoy together mm. you, you talked about no no fear of death mm. uh, because of the the defeat of death by the lord jesus and the salvation that we have by grace through faith
2: mm. it, it's, it's a it's a it's a wonderful it is a wonderful wonderful picture of salvation we're, we're going to see more of them uh, in the coming weeks that's that's what these these chapters are all about but that what a wonderful place to start sin dealt with death defeated
0: Great. I think we'll call the conversation to a halt there, gents. Um, as we've been chatting, I thought about one other thing about um, we're just talking, chatting about living faithfully in the crumbling, crumbling West. Many people heard Willie's excellent talk on Rutherford uh, mm. on on Wednesday night. It was really exceptional. One other thing, we could Willie was encouraging us to pray for men like him, with the the stature and mm. and courage to. Speak Truth to Power. Um, he also recommended a book, which I'm going to order. So we'll be coming to a book room near you. I can't remember what it was called. Can you remember what it was called? The yes. Donald Macleod book.
2: Oh, uh, I can't remember what it's called. Therefore the Truth I Speak, is it? Uh, I can't remember. We,
0: we don't know what it's called, but I've got it written down somewhere and I'm going to order it. So it'll be appear in a book room. So do, if you're a reader and would like um, to read a bit more about that that era and Rutherford...
2: And there's a there's a sequel to that book as well. There's two volumes of uh, of these books.
0: Is that right? Well, well, well. If it sells well, we'll get volume two. Oh. And uh, and uh, on Sunday, God willing, um, Phil will be carrying on in Kings. We, we think.
1: think. <laughs> He's not sure yet. It's only Monday. It's not just that
0: recorded. we don't know. That Phil doesn't know. Um, and Josh will be carrying on in Luke. Luke's
2: Gospel. So we'll be carrying on. Uh, I think it's through to verse 35. So but,
0: uh, uh, the the church update will will let you know what that is. So thank you very much for tuning in for uh, talking points until next week.